ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ We're recording again. Oh, wait. I'm not prepared. What is happening? Hurry up, Quincy. Oh, my God. What did I miss? What did I the miss? The party is starting. Oh, we're back, guys. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What in the World? Hi, guys. I haven't seen you for a week. You it's know? been a long it time, been, Quincy. It has been a full seven days since we last recorded this podcast. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm wearing the same clothes. But I've washed them since yeah, then. Yeah, laundry day. It's a cycle. Yeah, you don't know? worry. If you're watching this on YouTube the same week that it goes up, don't you worry one bit. Me and Quincy just, uh, we keep a very rigid schedule when it comes yeah, to yeah, our I, clothes. I, I have a very particular set of shirts that I like. and uh, I'm a, Shirts I'm a that make him a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't know me, but I have a very particular set of laundry. I wonder if international, what are we calling it? Eat a cow day? Eat a whole cow. <laughs> I want, we, a, we I want have, something we, with beef in there. Like, got beef. Yeah. Beef in the streets. I like it. Beef in the streets, 2017. Un, presents Beef in the beef Streets, in 2017. The streets. Yes. yes. It is an international day of a eating beef, beef yes. to protest nationalism. There it is. We're going to protest everything. We're going to protest uh, cow vigilantes. We're going to protest hatred. All of it. Yeah. This is, this, this is our women's march. Yep. Without the vagina hats. Without the vagina hats, plus maybe cheese whiz, some mm. grilled onions and peppers, nice hey, hoagie roll. There you go. All, so many ways we could celebrate, what did we say, beef in the streets? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I was just thinking about a hoagie roll with, with some nice, a nice Philly cheesesteak at this point, or uh, steak and cheese, whatever we're going to eat. I was just very hungry. That's your recipe for this week. Mm-hmm. We got it out of the way. Get a, get a roll, put meat on it, cheese, eat it. Celebrate beef in the streets. There it is. We're gonna we'll, we'll make an official. We'll we'll pick a day probably like November or December because fuck turkey. You know what I mean? We don't fuck need, a turkey. Turkey's good once. Yeah, twice maybe if you make it a melt. Right. We're gonna have we're gonna throw a beef day in there. We will. And then we you know we'll we'll make a whole campaign. We'll do a thing for it. You guys can join in. It'll be great. You'll see. We're good at campaigns. Fastball Chets is happening after all. What? September eighteenth. What? Or by the time this goes up, it already happened. Uh oh. And uh, shouts out to everybody. It was fun. Uh, probably. I, I wasn't invited, so <laughs> you're always invited, Quincy. Of course, you can come to Fastball Chets. I don't even think tickets have sold out. He's raised all this money, but the tickets haven't sold out yet. Really? I thought the tickets were the first thing to go. Uh, it's it's a weird setup. Okay, because it's, it's such short notice. We know yeah. everyone can't get can't there. Can't fly out. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I might I might uh, say it was a great time because I was there. <laughs> hey. If not, we'll just cut this out of the episode. Yeah, we'll just edit all that out. So yeah, uh, all that stuff about uh, Beef in the Streets Day, that's because our last episode was about cow vigilantes. Mm. We thought that would be a little more upbeat, but it was not. Let's try again with weird shortages happening around the world. In the, the noble words of song... song <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It, what's like... Song... Must, maestro? Must, songstress? I don't know. The great singer Randy Newman. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I smoke marijuana and sometimes forget vocabulary words because I don't have to give a fuck anymore. I'm an adult. Short people got no reason to live. 
That's right. So anything, any shortage, let's get rid of, you know, uh, vo- voltage shortage, whatever. If there's a short, get it out of here. Get it out of here. Know, we don't need shortages. We, we could, uh, okay. we're short on compassion these days. We uh, could use more of that. Yeah. I would also never say that in public. Like, I'll probably edit that out. <laughs> what are you, that a sound, punk? <laughs> yeah, that sounded, that's the bitch, most bitch ass thing I've said in several podcasts. But yeah, we're talking about uh, things that we're running out of around the world. My lovely girlfriend Angie did the research for this. Oh, hi, Angie. Which one should we start with? Should we talk about... I feel like we, at one point, sort of touched on the fact that Japan is suffering through a little bit of a labor shortage. Mm. And that's because their working age population peaked in 1995 at 87 million and it's been falling ever since. The government expects it to fall to 76 million this year and to 45 million by the year 2065. Nobody wa- everybody wants to work from home. Everybody wants to be a blogger or an Instagram yeah. model, you know? Fucking gig economy yeah, destroying can, Japan. If you can monetize those followers, why get a real job? Just start thirst trapping, ladies. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. And dudes, dudes shirtless dudes, live your life, yeah. man. That's probably what a lot of this is in Japan. Mm-hmm. Just Instagram fucking things up. <laughs> I wonder, do they have? They probably have their own Instagram, right? In Japan, that's racist. They can what? have just a regular Instagram, sir. <laughs> sir, they're allowed to have. This is why we need beef in the streets day for thoughts like this. <laughs> trying to keep the Japanese off Instagram, guys. I'm sorry. The views of Adam Todd Brown do not reflect those of Quincy Johnson or the Quincy Johnson brand. I'm just like, no, you know. they do. We signed a thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you remember. It was really fine print, but it was very explicit. Okay. <laughs> we, we co-sign each other's statements to the death, and we do have to fight to the death if we disagree. I'm all for it. <laughs> According to a Financial Times article in July 2017, labor shortages in Japan have reached a new level of severity with more permanent jobs open than there were applicants for the first time on record. Wow. The ratio of regular job openings to applicants reached 1.01 to 1 in June, the first time it has risen above parity since records began in 2004. Wow. The overall ratio of open jobs to applicants hit a 43-year high of 1.51 to 1. So they literally, for every qualified... They have... A person for every job in their country, which I and mean, on paper wonderful, but actually they have a they have a, an extra half a job. Yeah, just yeah. laying around. Just what am I going to do? With all two. these jobs. Take two. We got <laughs> we got plenty. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, but uh, here we are in the United States. <laughs> so what this implies is that there soon will be a full time position with benefits and some job security for every applicant. And that is a transformation in the Japanese labor market, which for decades has been marked by a steady increase in secure, in insecure contract and part-time work with fewer jobs for life. I think this deserves an asterisk, much like uh, Mickey Mantle, okay? Because in Japan, women can sell their used underwear and make a living. That's considered a job. That is a great point. They sell used women's underwear in vending machines, all over Japan. I bet. That's a job. I bet. These numbers are, are they're, they're fucking, you know, I wonder shady. if anyone has invented a spray that you could just buy new women's underwear, <laughs> give them a little <laughs> anti-Febreze kind of thing. It's like a new car smell. <laughs> yeah. 
and then just hit hit Japanese eBay, whatever their version of Vagina eBay is. in a can. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I love it on paper, but no. <laughs> Vagina odorizer. It's a business model that I think would take off. Can we get on Shark Tank? Can we please get on Shark Tank? That would be pretty great. We could just go in there with used underwear sales numbers and graphs and charts. That would be so good. What are your first year sales? We were arrested, actually. (laughs) We were immediately arrested the first time we brought this out in public. (laughs) We're looking for $500,000 for an 8% stake in our country. Just on Craigslist. (laughs) Two men seeking women's underwear. We'll pay cash. We can just go buy them. If we got the spray, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> could just we could just send female operatives out, so we don't even have to be. We could branch out into use tampons if we want. No, we uh, we can't be the face of the business because you know at some point the competition's going to be like they're the ones wearing those underwear, and then they're going to have pictures of like compromising pictures <laughs> of us, and then there's going to be controversy. They have those pictures. They're just waiting for a controversy waiting. to match. There you go justifying using them are we fixing the japanese economy right now i'm, I'm trying to help i mean hopefully somebody's tuning in and understanding from japan yeah we hopefully. have we have a following Hell we yeah. have we get we get a few listens Shouts i'm assuming to- they're all people in the military but i mean hey it's, it's a grassroots campaign we start <laughs> exactly. at the bottom and somehow underwear smells the military's good at spreading u.s <laughs> stuff throughout the world uh Why religion should- capitalism gonorrhea uh <laughs> Broken homes, all of these things. Beef in the Streets Day, 2017. Beef in the Streets Day, guys. It's coming. Stay tuned. (laughs) Hirofumi Amano, that actually wasn't that hard, of NJapan Inc., a job placement agency, says that people older than 35 used to be considered past their prime in the mid-career market, which that's what you get for being that kind of asshole, Japan. (laughs) But these workers are now sought after. Companies are seeking experienced managers and engineers and offering higher pay. Most of the hiring over the past decade or so has been for temporary, often part-time positions known as non-regular. Japan's tightest labor market in decades shows signs of reversing a long shift toward the hiring of temporary workers. The number of full-time permanent workers is rising for the first time since the global financial crisis, outpacing growth in temporary jobs over the past two years. They used to say the same thing about women. Which what's that? Women over thirty-five were considered past their prime, but oh, now yeah. they're sought after and in high demand. That's a that's a good point. That is a paradigm that has definitely shifted recently. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree. So one of the things there a rise in life expectancy and lower birth rates have caused an aging population and dwindling workforce in Japan. And it's posing a threat to the country's future economic growth. And the problem for their labor shortage is Japan is notoriously adverse to the idea of using immigration to offset the decline. We don't want those people in here. Yeah. I mean, that's this is, this is probably a, a decent example of what the long-term effects of those kind of policies are. Like, they seem good at first. I mean, it sounds good. We're, we're, it's pr- Japan first. We're bringing back jobs. We're... Letting you get older and work, but by the way, we want to keep it this way. Right. We don't right. we don't need we don't need outside influences coming in here and mucking up the works. Until you do. Hmm. Then this is a quote. Desperate to overcome Japan's growing shortage of labor, mids labor, 
Mid-sized companies are planning to buy robots and other equipment to automate a wide range of tasks, including manufacturing, earth-moving, and hotel room service. See, this is why the machines take over, because the Japanese are fucking idiots. You see what I'm saying? It's like, they didn't take yeah. over because we were, there was hubris and we just wanted to play God. It was, instead of allowing immigrants to come into this country and help our job market and help our economy grow, we'd rather create artificial intelligence. Right. That we can quote unquote control, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's having sex with his maid. I don't know how that connects, but there's a reason why they work. They connect. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is you're right. This is how the robot uprising happens. Everyone gets so anti-immigrant. We finally just kill off all the groups that have nowhere to go anymore, and then we're all like, "Hey, we need workers. Let's build robots." And then the robots are like. We're the immigrants now. Huh. Ooh. Fight us. That's uh, that's an official quote from our reboot of Short Circuit coming out <laughs> very soon. Uh, I was sure you would go iRobot, but Short Circuit, that's a better choice. Oh, no. it takes a, Johnny Five <laughs> takes a dark turn. More like Long Circuit. <laughs> gonna be a, I don't know why I made that sound so sexy. I mean, sex hey, robots. We, may, we may be, we may be writing be porn scripts as well. Be yeah, it's yeah. going yeah. to be, it's gonna it's gonna be, be uh, an Oscar-nominated porn. Yeah, uh, action Oscar. porn. Oscar-nominated drama action porn. No, Has anyone ever done that? Guys, we are starting new markets here. We're we solving really are. Japan's economic crisis and creating new genres of film simultaneously. 14 minutes in. Jesus Christ. 14 good. minutes in. We are in. so good. Damn. It's crazy. Let's talk about something. I don't know if this is better or worse, but Europe's running out of butter, Quincy. Mm. The wholesale cost of butter has nearly doubled in the past year, causing some panic among bakers, especially in France. Croissants are running low. Butter makes up approximately 25% of a croissant's ingredients. That's a fucking lot of butter. I see why this is a problem. That's the only goddamn bread (laughs) they have in France that isn't French bread. Here's what what gets me about a quote-unquote butter shortage. Just make less pastries, bruh. (laughs) We're talking about France. Yeah, man. Is, is that all they have to offer? Tell that to Angie. Ange. E. She, she's not here. <laughs> I thought I just saw her walk by. Oh, she is here. Hey. No one's going to accept make less pastries. We're going we're gonna to have to go on a pastry strike. I mean, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> but you use butter for so much other shit. Hot wings. Mm, you do use butter for hot wings. Yeah. You use yeah. butter in everything. Butter's in every Butter's so Mac good. Mac and cheese. Butter is so good. Butter is. You ever just had a nice piece of toast with butter? I had yes, all the time. Come on, bro, it's good stuff. You know what? Really good you know stuff. what? I'm on board with uh, why cows are so sacred now because they're <laughs> the only reason why we got guys. We got to stop touching these cows. We got to rescind beef in the streets day. Uh, we might we might have to cancel beef in the streets. May might be might be canceled due to a butter <laughs> shortage. We didn't see it. Count. How how could we have known? Oh my god! Up to this is point, so good. It is, but but there there are alternatives. That's the thing. Like you can still use margarine. You can still use shortening. You don't have to actually just use butter. Yeah, but again, that that's a that's a thing where people who bake a lot will be like, nope, nope, no, you can't, no, you can't, you can't. That it's bad, very this, bad. This is why you never trust a baker. <laughs> I have never heard that, but I, I I just made it up. But it's gonna be a thing now. Never trust a baker, guys. It makes if they're if they're not willing to compromise their butter for margarine, I don't know if I can trust them. It's a good point. It's a good point. 
Also, in 2014, Russia placed an embargo on Western food products, including U.S., Europe, Australia, Albania, and Iceland, in retaliation for sanctions on Russia over its involvement in the Ukraine crisis. Uh, we talked about that in a previous episode. Yep, no? we did. At one point, because they had the, the signs that change when the police walk up, so the, the stores that were still selling this shit could still advertise it. Pretty smart. Hmm. At one point, Russian officials were throwing meat, including 50 euthanized ducklings, fruit and cheese, into landfills and incinerators. What? However, some items such as caviar, chocolate, coffee, spaghetti, and alcohol were exempt. That makes sense. Like, a cute baby duckling? Throw it in the incinerator. Burn it. It's going to smell great cooking. But wait, 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 wait. That, that, that spaghetti? Let's, uh, Let's keep that spaghetti. Like a, like a nice al dente noodle. You don't know? get a lot of that in Russia. I don't give a fuck about the cute face of an innocent animal, <laughs> but I'd like a nice, uh, a nice ragu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at that time, twenty four percent of Europe's butter exports went to Russia. Oh shit, that's that's a big chunk. The embargo, uh, that's a quarter of a stick. The embargo resulted in an oversupply of butter and prices fell so low that a bottle of milk was cheaper than a bottle of water. God damn. Many farmers were forced out of business or cut back on milk production. Milk production has begun to stabilize, but butter stockpiles plunged 98% and will take a while to replenish. Where, where have we heard this before where an entire economy is uprooted? due to social change and then all of a sudden when things sort of get back on track nobody wants to do that job anymore or yeah you see what i'm saying yeah it milk, uh, milk could topple a government in some cases <laughs> like that's butter could fucking topple governments yeah we've we've invaded countries for less hmm. and uh higher demand is also part of the problem in other countries such as china the usda predicts that chinese milk imports are expected to jump by 38 percent this year with most coming from Europe and New Zealand. People going back to butter after years of decline because people were opting for what they saw as healthier alternatives, such as margarine. Margarine, baby. Now the message is butter is better, stupid. Shut your dirty mouths. You can use margarine, okay? We can make it happen, guys. Believe in yourselves. Butter does make a better mac and cheese, though. If you're using the box... The You're using the box. Get out of here. What we're, am I? What is it? Christmas? Of yeah, course. Yeah, we're making a fresh cheese sauce. No, oh, yeah. we're not. Yeah, That's we are. so much work. You and your powdered cheese. Disgusting. It's not. I, I can't even look at you, sir. You're looking at me right now. <laughs> also, according to Peter Tuborg, chief executive of Aria Foods, one of Britain's biggest dairies, dairy manufacturers putting more milk into making cheese because it yields better returns is also... Dirty motherfuckers. Those fucking milk-hoarding, cheese-making sons of bitches. Oh, 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 so this guy... You're not making my butter, so this guy can have a nice brie? Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here! I, I'm, I, I'm disgusted. We're leaving this. the European Union. Get out. You know what? It's not a good deal for the U.S. I'm not yeah. getting the butter I need. Exactly. Let's get this But We need butter. This is uh, kind of along the same lines... We're, we're also running low on vanilla extract in the world in general. Vanilla, I did not know this, second most expensive spice after a saffron. Where, where, where's cardamom? I don't know. You know you know what nobody's buying? Fucking cumin. Cumin, you yeah. You don't use that shit on nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make some pulled pork that I think needs some cumin on nah, it. Nah, I'm good. Nah. Get the fuck out of here. You the joker? Go, go, you... <laughs> You go to somebody's house and they got cumin just in the cupboard, get the fuck out of there. They are murderers. 
<laughs> Trust you. It's also one of the most labor-intensive foods on Earth. Vanilla beans are the seeds of an orchid, also something I did not know. It grows wild in Mexico, where its flowers are pollinated by a local bee species. Oh, but the bees are going extinct. Do them. But until they do, they're doing some fucking Quincy. (laughs) What? Good boy, bees. Hmm. But yeah, also bees are dying off. However, 80% of the world's vanilla now is grown in Madagascar. And can we? Can I just say time out for one second? Because the fact that we let Madagascar be important in any way, shape, how come nobody else is just growing vanilla somewhere else? Yeah, I wonder if it's like a climate or a soil kind of thing. Do they grow? Is it, is, does chocolate come from Madagascar? I know the Ivory Coast... I and I'm just do, racist enough chocolate. to not know how close those two are. I've never heard of Madagascar cocoa. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, Madagascar- why Madagascar? Madagascarian? Madagascar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I like just, other countries, so it doesn't matter. I just know if you start your virus there in the uh, wildly popular phone game Plague Incorporated, mm. low-key, great way to win. little harder to get your virus launched from Madagascar but also, once your virus is launched, it's hard to infect Madagascar. Oh. So if you start in Madagascar and then go from there, you're probably going to kill the world. And also, That's free. That's a second <laughs> recipe. How to destroy the world in Plague Incorporated. And also, start in Madagascar. You like, will have first, rain, uh, first, first dibs on all the delicious vanilla that yeah, only yeah. exists there. Yeah, you will. I mean, hopefully your plague doesn't infect the vanilla in some way. Okay. But no, we'll make, it, we'll it make sure that the, the vanilla has a, a, a antibacterial strain. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't affect the vanilla or me. That's how you. That's how you corner that market. I got the antibodies. One of the leading causes of the vanilla shortage. Many major food companies used to use a synthetic version of vanilla. Which dropped the price of vanilla, and then production went, I mean, prices went down, and then they stopped production because the locals couldn't make money off right. of it. I, I have never heard this model before. Yeah, exactly. But at some point along the way, consumers started demanding more natural ingredients. Fucking hipsters again with this natural ingredient crap. Yeah, and I tell people all the time, natural ingredients just means it's not man-made. That could be... That could be a sacred cow pissing on your steak as some kind of save the cow movement trick. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? It's natural ingredients. Yeah. It tenderizes the meat. Is <laughs> mm. <laughs> that the. Tenderize. Tenderize. <laughs> so people have been demanding more natural ingredients. And about three years ago, Nestle and Hershey's announced that they were shifting to natural ingredients, which also put a huge demand on what used to be a small production. Right. Uh, Almost like a niche kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, yeah, people, yeah, bakeries, there's a ton of them, but now you've got Nestle. Right. And Hershey's saying we're using vanilla in all of our chocolate. Do you know how much fucking chocolate they That's make? That's a lot of damn like chocolate. all the chocolate is just those two dudes. They make all the chocolate. Just two just dudes. Two and dudes. it is just two it's dudes. Just people two don't dudes. even know that. They got a machine and it's just cranking. Just cranking real I don't, vanilla beans. Those guys never take vacations because they're making so much goddamn How chocolate. How do they do it? Hey, man. We strive to be the, the Hershey's never <laughs> of podcasts. Just, just cranking out podcasts. Yeah. There is... So now, like Quincy said, once the once they switched to the synthetics, people naturally would have stopped making as much of the natural vanilla. So there's now not enough supply to 
meet this renewed demand. And a bag of vanilla beans in Madagascar now costs more than 10 times what it did five years ago. This year saw a record high of over $600 per kilogram. That's cocaine numbers, guys. Yeah. For vanilla, that's cocaine numbers. That is a lot of money. And it even forced one high-end London gelato chain, O'Donos, to pull its vanilla ice cream off the menu which I wonder how many people noticed that. Mm. Because if you're walking into a high-end gelato place and just going, give me the vanilla, you're kind of weird. Like, you should at least That's want that That's what mix. I do. I love vanilla ice cream. It's really? my favorite flavor of ice well, cream. Well, like I said, you're, well, you also don't fuck with the McRib. So you make a lot of bad, bad, terrible decisions when it comes to food. And I think this is just one of them. Oh, no, because I like vanilla ice cream because it's delicious. You like the McRib because you are a trash person. (laughs) Disgusting. Vanilla ice cream is a base. It's a Mm, starting point. It's so good. And then you have to throw shit at it. I mean, it's cool on its own. It's like the water of ice cream, basically. Like, it'll do the job. Whenever whenever I eat any other flavor of ice cream, I'm like, this, why is this chocolate chip in the way? I'm just trying to get to the vanilla around it. No, you're wrong. And I am not going to check the comments, because I feel like a lot of people would probably agree (laughs) with you. Let's see. My 10-year-old likes vanilla the best. Yeah, your 10-year-old's the best, Jennifer. Shouts out to the 10-year-olds. Not in a creepy way. I'm just being being an ally. (laughs) And Bankston says the vanilla is a great way to test a place. There you go. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There you go. That's true. You know what I'm saying? A little ham and eggs. Just old school. We don't need need no extras. We don't need no sprinkles. Get that cereal away from me. Ashley Best says, or red beetle carcasses. That's a thing I wrote about on Cracked before. A lot of red food coloring probably still is, but for a long time was just smashed up red beetles hey man the blood of smashed up red beetles oh delicious yeah i mean again all natural ingredients yeah it's really good times (laughs) so yeah that's that's happening vanilla beans now are so valuable that some farms keep them under armed guard oh yeah out in madagascar they're actually another reason why production is so low is that uh most places are pulling the vanilla pods too early because they're so valuable, they're they're afraid they'll get stolen. Oh, so shit. they're losing a lot of production because they're cutting them before they're ripe. That that makes sense. Yeah, people they're they're trying to get vanilla production back up to what it was, but it's going to take a while. Vanilla, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they don't grow overnight. There are people now stockpiling vanilla bean freeze like just like the same way uh, place bakeries in Europe are stockpiling butter now to prepare for the shortage coming up in the uh, in the during the holiday season. People are stockpiling vanilla bean, and they're going to sell it like fucking oil. Like, they're going to wait until demand is the highest, because they know it's going to bottom out. So when demand is super high, a lady says she bought $10,000 worth of vanilla bean. It's now worth $100,000. That's crazy. Vanilla bean. Like, again, it's cocaine money, man. Yeah. So they're stockpiling now, waiting for the market to hit its height. They're going to flood the market, and then it'll just even itself out. And then there's going to be some vanilla bean wrench motherfucker riding around with a <laughs> with a custom a custom vanilla bean uh, license plate, and you're going to know why that son of a bitch is rich because he sold beans, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of thing that happens with so many products. And they it, did like, it with sugar. They've done it with everything. Yeah. Let's talk about. I suppose this is more related to the first one we we talked about, which was Japan's labor shortage, but. Uh, over in uh, nearby China, they got a pilot shortage. Mm. China has 12 flying schools, which can only produce 
well, I guess 12 flight schools, flying school. Maybe they have fly, flying schools also. I know dick about China. Maybe they do have schools that take to the air. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> China has 12 flight schools, which can only produce between 1,250 to 1,300 pilots per year. In the past five years, the number of airlines has increased 28% to 55. Analysts estimate Chinese airlines need to hire 4,000 to 5,000 pilots a year for the next two decades, Quincy, mm. to meet demand more than anywhere else in the Asia-Pacific region. Hey, man, uh, there's a billion people in China, and they all want to travel. They all want to travel... If we want to connect it back to Instagram, you got to take those selfies on the Great Wall, man. Yeah. How yeah. else are you going to get there? Fly in the friendly skies. That's that's how you do it. Yeah. That's the, they're building the Instagram economy, <laughs> and it's crippling them. And here's the thing. This is why I said we should have talked about it uh, right after we talked about Japan, because kind of the same thing. In the early 2000s, Chinese airlines virtually never hired foreign pilots due to an, due to an onerous government approval process only in 2007 the government relaxed its rules as a shortage became inevitable the government's also planning to raise the mandatory retirement age of 60 within the next two to three years so this is kind of the same thing where they had all these it wasn't as uh, well, yeah again uh have you ever seen a 60 year old asian you don't want them driving shit uh guys <laughs> the views of quincy johnson do not reflect those of unpopular opinion no, no i said they do <laughs> We're we're on this ship yeah. together. They did not want foreign influence uh, whatsoever. Which right, I've seen their porn. I get it. Uh, you don't <laughs> you don't want any. Uh... You don't want to answer those questions <laughs> if nothing else. You just don't want to have like, that talk. It's like if if you know everybody in the room is into that creepy thing, you don't have to really think about it. But the minute the new guy shows up, you really have to hide your laptop, yeah. and that's when they have to have the headphones on, but make sure nobody sneaks up. It's 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 way too much. It's it's all very complicated. Oh, so man. in that respect, yeah. Quincy and I understand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing where they they had all these rules in place that kept foreign workers from coming in and filling these jobs, and that was cool for a while mm -hmm. because it meant everyone had a job. But now they have too many jobs, and everyone still has a job. Yeah. And they're like, can we build robots to fly planes also? Which I'm sure that's coming. But Chinese... And, and plus with uh, the increased air travel in China, their economy has totally... Remember, we talked about this as well. Their economy has completely shifted right. in the past few decades to where they are a world power. They are yeah, pretty, much, a... they, they pretty much own us. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And there is a shit ton of international travel coming into the Chinese districts now, and you gotta you gotta make space for that. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely one of those like it's it's like with Chicken McNuggets. Like young kids just don't know what it was like to live in a world without Chicken McNuggets. I remember living in a world where we were like China, fuck China. Yeah, like they just make all our bullshit like. Like, we didn't fuck with China the most, until the, the 70s yeah, the when most, Nixon went in. Like, even in modern times, we still thought the Chinese were like monks and yeah. having kung fu battles because that's all we saw from their film. Yeah. And it was like, no, they're an entirely, they're an industrialized nation just like us, if not more so. And then you go, wait a second, when did this happen? No, it's been happening the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah. So Chinese carriers uh, attract experienced foreign pilots with retention bonuses and big salary packages. That's what they're taking to now. Well, yeah, they can also pay more because uh, uh, the same way 
air travel in this country decreased because number one, let's just be honest, traveling via plane in, in America fucking sucks. Oh it, yeah, it, it's the worst between TSA and uh, the the you like what happened on United that type of shit where nine eleven. Oh yeah, all of those things. And oh yeah, I was talking about the Asian dude getting dragged off, but he, oh sure that too. He probably wouldn't melt a steel beam either. You know? <laughs> so, but. It's just, you know, we people started taking the train more or driving more, campers, things like that. So now we don't need that many pilots. Yeah. And instead of, you know, struggling to find a job here, they can go overseas and get paid a shit ton of money to do the same thing, which I honestly don't think is a big deal. Yeah. Live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Go over there. This is a quote from Guo Jing, a spokesperson for Chengdu Airlines. In China, pilots are always in short supply, and we offer high salaries because if we don't, nobody will come. Mm. They offer offer captains twenty five thousand eight hundred dollars a month. Twenty five G's a month. A month. I should have learned to fly, fam. That is ah, a lot of money. Fuck. With a thirty six thousand dollar bonus for completing a three year contract. Compare that to the United States, where the average monthly salary for senior pilots. At major carriers is uh, seventeen thousand four hundred, which is still pretty dope. Uh, not to mention, pilots at some regional carriers can earn less than twenty five thousand per year. Yeah, man, if I learned to fly, and all it got me was a job making twenty five grand a year, mm-hmm. I would stop flying. When when pilots used to be rock stars, man. Yeah, pilots used to be. That's the behind the music you want to watch. It's like a pilot who was like oh, killing yeah. it back in the day, and now he's just like. Works at a, at Southwest. Oh. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Bad times. We were doing cocaine in the cockpit, man. We were living. They, and they probably were. Uh, this is also causing tension between foreign pilots and local pilots, as foreign pilots are often enticed with higher pay, lighter workload, and other preferential treatment. In China, pilots usually sign lifetime contracts with airlines. Jesus, are they Scientologists? So the cost of poaching pilots from other airlines is extremely high, and sometimes they even file lawsuits. Damn. Okay, so pilots are still rock stars over there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we we drafted him out of the womb. <laughs> By contrast... LeBron James of pilots. The contractual obligation for foreign pirate... Pirates. Pirates. For foreign pilots is usually one to five years. Yeah, I think I'd be upset too. Yeah. If uh old yeah, Whitey know, Smith was able yeah. to go free agent yeah, after all, four years. All these foreigners coming in here and stealing our jobs. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean now they kind of need foreign people to come in which is also always the case. Well, well like again, you always need an influx yeah. of foreign talented foreign workers mm-hmm. is a good thing for any fucking country. For any country except for when some political party or some pundit steps up and says, "Hey, what about the little guy?" Yeah. Exactly. Uh well, things are going to get weird again, don't worry. It it's, it runs in a cycle, guys. We don't make this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> However, despite the pay, China is still struggling to recruit recruit pilots due to concerns over government, bureaucracy, and pollution. See, that's the thing. Hmm. I wouldn't fucking move to China. Really? Japan? Yeah. Yeah. China? China? No. no. Okay. And even Japan, it would have to be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what would... It's just, I could picture, like, living in Japan and figuring it out but mm-hmm. china is a whole different oh yeah i mean that fucking regime yeah, is it's it, i mean it's it's awful everywhere let's just be honest yeah 
it would be like it's it's like North Korea's kind of cooler parent mm-hmm. where you're like those assholes produced a much worse kid, but at least they're not as bad as the kid. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't fucking live in China. Hmm. That would be yeah, no. This is not 100% confirmed, but this came up when we were researching it all. So, though not widely publicized, Chinese carriers maintain a strict policy regarding countries which foreign specialists can come from. Uh, China's blacklist is divided into two parts. The first one includes nationalities that are literally banned from entering China's aviation job market, the employment of pilots from such countries as Pakistan, Afghanistan, Somalia, and a set of other mainly Asian and African countries is not negotiable. I wonder what that's about. Sounds like a travel ban. Yeah. The pilot t- ban. <laughs> the two main reasons behind such a strict policy applied to the aforementioned states are related to high levels of poverty as well as terrorist activity rates. Mm. The second blacklist includes the nationals of Greece, Israel, Egypt, the Philippines, and other countries with visible economic and or political issues which allegedly concern the official Beijing and thus the national aviation market. Specialists from the list might gain airlines approval, but the negotiations and the screening process will take extra time and resources. Gross. Who wants to wait? Hey, man, uh, you're on the blacklist. I-, I watch the show. It's pretty good. If you're on the blacklist... You're not going nothing, anywhere nothing if you're on you that do. blacklist. Nothing you can do, man. Nothing at all. This next one's weird. There's a global sand shortage. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're killing ourselves slowly. It's fine. I mean, you you would think there's sand everywhere. Nah. Like, why can't we just use all the sand that's out there? But uh, what I never knew, different types of sand. Yeah, man. You, you got your fine things. sand. You got your coarse sand. You got. I got a sand guy. If you need sand, I can get you sand. Yeah. I got a sand guy. Like, there's that old, uh, like, kind of racist saying whenever someone's really good at sales. They're, they're like, he could sell sand to an Arab. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, th- that's who's importing most of the sand. <laughs> so that actually wouldn't be that hard of a sale. They got, uh, they've got they got black market sand dealers that have even resulted in murders. Right. There's black sand man. Sand, the sand man. <laughs> Call him the sand man. He was great in punch out, and he's great in dealing sand internationally. Yeah, yeah. It's the most abundantly used natural resource after water and air. Most of it's used in the construction industry to make concrete, which is sand and gravel glued together with cement. Asphalt road is also made with sand as well as glass. China alone accounts for half the world's demand. In the past few years, China has used more cement than the U.S. used in the entire 20th century. It's also used to make smartphone screens, toothpaste, and to help extract oil in the fracking industry. Jesus Christ. And vast quantities of sand tend to be dumped into the sea to reclaim land. Uh, Singapore, for example, has expanded its land area by over 20% since the 1960s in this way. That's nuts. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pulling sand from the ocean and then dumping it on and then shaping out and making islands. And Yeah. yeah it's, well, uh, and we talked about the South, South China Sea where mm-hmm. China is doing that. Yeah, Just, they're expanding their territory so that they can move their military closer and say, but we're still on our territory. So yeah. we haven't actually crossed. In, you haven't, we are not in the water. We're, we're just on our territory. We own clo- this. A little closer to you, but uh, we're here. Yeah, shouldn't let us build this island. Hmm. Like we didn't want you to. All no. we did, there was nothing in the treaty that said we couldn't move sand. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You get what you pay for. You, you we give you enough rope to hang yourself. You didn't say anything about not moving sand, so I'm moving this fucking sand. When we asked for that ten foot strip of sand, 
You never said we couldn't make it 18 miles long. Yeah, it, it, it started at 10. You did not cap it. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? That's, that's what they're doing to the weed industry. They're, they're not putting a cap on uh, the land you can buy. So now that's when corporations are going to take over. I sure hope there's not a weed shortage that we'll talk about on this episode. You can't run out of weed. No, it that's would never impossible. happen. No, it's, it's, it's the, the, Lord, the, the Lord's lettuce. Smoke so, weed every day. Every day. How can you do that? Nate Dogg wouldn't have said it if... We couldn't do it. Gonna tell, you, next, next you're going to tell me we were running out of water. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. This, this guy's a character, guys. Oh. I'm sorry you had to watch that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but seriously, we're running out of sand. <laughs> uh, it's also, um, despite being surrounded by sand, a Cutter and Dubai, which people gave us shit for pronouncing Cutter as Cutter, but that's how you goddamn pronounce it. It used to be Qatar, but it's Cutter. Cutter and Dubai are big importers. Dubai's mm-hmm. Burj Khalifa Tower, the world's tallest structure, was built with Australian sand. Desert sand is too smooth and round to bind together and therefore can't be used for commercial purposes. Strong winds knock the grains together so forcefully that protrusions and sharp edges break off. Uh-huh. There is so much demand that riverbeds and beaches around the world are being stripped bare, which often wreaks havocs on rivers, deltas, and marine ecosystems. Sand mines in the U.S. are blamed for beach erosion, water, and air pollution, and other ills from the California coast to Wisconsin lakes. Nobody knew that there was a sand business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Growing up, nobody was like, yo, get in on the ground floor of some sand. Yeah. Because that shit's going to fly. And, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, sandbags don't come from nowhere yeah. when disasters happen. Sand- Tim Allen, or Ron Pope, what, who, what was his name? Uh, the, the home improvement guy. Tim Allen. That was Tim Allen. Okay, yeah. yeah he, he, he had a sander. How yeah. do you, what do you, what uh-huh. do you think? It's called a sander, guys. There's sand involved. There's so much gotta, sand. Gotta smooth this wood. <laughs> uh, sand mining caused a bridge to collapse in Taiwan in 2000, and another the following year in Portugal. Shout out to Portugal. The man, they were just on Ellen. So proud of them. Nice. Uh, probably a weird time to throw that plug in, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, that it collapsed in Portugal as a bus was passing over it. 70 people were killed. Another bridge collapsed in India in 2006. 2016 that killed 26 may have been caused by sand mining, though the local government denies it. In Indonesia, sand miners have completely erased at least two dozen islands since 2005. Most of that uh, ended up in Singapore to reclaim land. Today, criminal gangs in at least a dozen countries from Jamaica to Nigeria dredge up tons of sand every year to sell on the black market. Black market the sand. Black market sand. That what, is a crazy thing what's, for what, there to be a black there's market. A, there's for. a Jamaican dude in VIP buying bottles. Oh, he got that black market sand money. Got that sand money. <laughs> That's not racist, but it sounds like it should be. It sounds yeah. like it should be. He got, he, he, got, he got that sand money. He's Ooh. sand rich. <laughs> Like what is that? Is that a Muslim is person a, with a lot a, of money? No, it just Eastern? sells a lot of sand. Is that what a are you talking about? Are you in, are you insulting Middle? Yeah, Eastern? like you're being racist right now by asking me that. <laughs> Half the sand used for construction in Morocco is estimated to be mined illegally. Whole stretches of beach there are disappearing. Dozens of Malaysian officials were charged in 2010 with accepting bribes and sexual favors. <laughs> In exchange for allowing illegally mined sand to be smuggled into Singapore. Do you think they were just fucking like nasty dude miners, though? Like, were they just like, hey, 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 I want to dig up your sand mines and also I'll blow you if you let me. (laughs) 
it's just some 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 fat supervisor <laughs> with the hottest woman he's ever seen because he's letting him get some free sand. Let him let him live, man. Can he live? Come on, let like, him live. When when's the last time you heard of a, a sand manager getting his dick wet? Exactly. Exactly, guys. This is a win for the little this guy. This is the thank you. We made it. We made it. <laughs> sand all day. So yeah, that's a that's a weird thing that's happening. But I wish we could stop there. But Quincy, we have to talk about something. I promise this wasn't going to come okay, up. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I I I purposely made sure I had napkins ready because this is going to be an emotional episode. Yeah. Uh. Um. Okay, let's just talk about it. I'm just going to uh, come right out and say it. Okay. Ever since Justin Trudeau announced that he wants to make weed legal recreationally in Canada, huge weed shortage in Canada. Oh my God! Pray for hashtag pray for Canada. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag pray all for of Canada. our previous fastball at Chets is now a benefit for weed in Canada. Uh, with all due respect to hurricane victims. Sorry, my eyes are watering. I don't know. I'm just so emotional right now. Okay. Yeah, this is this is heavy, but mm-hmm. it's. I mean, we need to we need to talk about this. Yeah. Okay, be strong here's here's what's happening there there isn't a whole lot to it it's just that he he came into office and canada i don't don't know really what their medical weed situation was like before Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. but i doubt it was as robust as ours which over like since the like mid 90s medical marijuana has really taken off here like it's something like 30 states where it's legal now so like we've slowly been getting used to it Whereas Justin Trudeau just swung in on a fucking rope and dropped into the middle of the room and was like, marijuana! Hey, man, that's why he's our favorite uncle. Exactly. That's, that's why, why we, one that's of the why reasons we, we love Trudeau. Him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He takes a good picture. He's fun on, instant, on, yeah. on, on Instagram and the social meds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to give everyone in Canada weed. Problem is, Canada doesn't have enough weed to give everyone. Yeah, because have you seen the the... The weather there, you can't grow wheat year-round. It freezes. And he it's cold he, out there. He wants to make it legal by July 1st, 2018. That's Canada l- Day! Less than a year from now. And they're in kind of a weird situation where they want to keep prices so low that a black market weed, like the, the black market for weed is just eliminated altogether. Which, I mean, that is a thing that happens. If you have, if you're in a place where there's pricing, man. where there's legal weed, if you look around hard enough, you'll find someone that'll probably sell it to you less than what the dispensaries do, and yeah. that's what Canada's worried about here. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's kind of a valid concern, but it puts them in a weird situation where if you're growing weed now, and the government comes to you and they're like, "We'll give you a dollar more," and you're just like, "Eh." It's not where you're going to tax it, though, and those yeah. people don't tax it. Like, they're not because they need to keep the price low to stop the black market from growing in response to this. They can't pay people enough to get out of the black market to grow more weed for them. And they're having problems already fulfilling the need that they know they'll have for weed. And it's just, it's just so sad that there are so many Canadians that just can't get their hands s- on weed. I know. They're <sighs> okay. Somewhere just, people are watching Rick and Morty mm-hmm. not high. Oh, this is just, you know what? This this will not stand. This I, I, I look, you, you know, know, I'll finish the episode, but Okay, okay. I, I appreciate you staying because this I, was supposed I know to you're be a lighthearted one. I know you're incensed. I know, but on a on a positive side note, 
we could also smoke weed on Beef in the Streets Day in solidarity with our Canadian brothers. That, we could do that for them. That's a good point. Okay. okay. We should we should do that. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be we're gonna be strong. We're gonna be one. We're gonna be uh we one gotta nation, be we one gotta nation be. under our groove. In the face of a humanitarian crisis like yeah. this, I think we all have to band yeah. together we, we, and we do. Uh, lift each other up. I can't frankly. send Canada weed because it's a federally uh, uh, controlled substance, and if I do that, it's illegal. But I can smoke it for you, right? So I'm I'm here to help, guys. And You're I welcome. might have to go to Canada someday, mm. so I have a vested interest in yeah. there being weed there for mm. me when I arrive. We, we want to take an like when I do a yeah. show anywhere we'll, else. We'll do an unpop show in Canada as long as there's weed there. Yes, you know, absolutely. It's on the rider. It's yeah. on the yeah. rider. Yeah. We need weed. So yeah, they have that going on. Also, this is check out this quote. I thought this was interesting. This is a financial analyst named Jason Zanberg. Okay. My concerns are that if that is used as an excuse to push the date of recreational legaliz- legalization back, there's a danger that it slips into the next election cycle and doesn't actually happen. The way he words that makes me feel like this is going to be like Canada's version of Obamacare. <laughs> because I don't think they're, as a country, religious enough to give a shit about abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already have health care, so it can't be that. And this, the way he says that makes me feel like this is going to become like a wedge issue for really conservative Canadians when their Trump inevitably arrives, which I promise you is happening if you're watching from Canada. I still swear to God it's coming. It's just going to be like six to eight years because you're so much slower than us. (laughs) But absolutely coming. And I could see this being like one of those weird wedge issues that rile up Canadians because you never know about Canada. They get worked up. You can't wear a mask at a protest in some parts of Canada. And that's a law you wouldn't be able to pass here. Yeah, I mean, Canada, well, now that we have Trump. Every, everybody I know that when I talk to them about possibly visiting Canada to do stand-up, they say, yeah, you go here and go here. Don't go anywhere else. There's a reason they say don't go anywhere else. Where do they say go? Uh, go to Toronto. Go to Montreal. Oh, wow. Vancouver. That's pretty much it. Everywhere else, the rural areas, nah, you won't like it. No Winnipeg, the nah. Detroit of Canada? Nah, we don't need that. I've been there. That's, whew. Oh, boy. It does not look like Canada. It's not <laughs> what you expect of Canada. <laughs> the people don't look nice. Someone ate a dude on a bus once. Remember that? No, I don't. There was a guy on a bus in Winnipeg who was, it was a Greyhound bus. He was just sitting there uh, like normal and then sat up, stabbed the motherfucker sitting next to him in the chest. This big police standoff ensues. He ends up cutting the guy's head off. There's police, like recordings from police radio where you hear them saying it looks like he is now eating part of the suspect, and they eventually like went in and I think they shot. I'm pretty sure they eventually shot him. The hills have eyes, guys. Not That's after the... he ate someone on a bus. Winnipeg has been irradiated, and they have troll people there. I'm not going. They're so polite in Canada. <laughs> so polite. It's, a, it's the maple syrupy. If they had more weed, hey, if that guy had weed to keep or, his crazy or, under control. Or maybe the weed will give him the munchies for what? people. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. It's going to be crazy up We're there. We're making it worse. Smoking. Yeah, it's going to get crazy once they start smoking. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, I feel like it's appropriate that we closed on. <laughs> I think we can all agree the most serious shortage happening around the world. That's why I'm hearing sirens in yeah, the background, yeah. I'm assuming. That's, that's literally They're the police to if we rushing. To see how we're doing after we talk about, like, just the term weed shortage gives me chills. Yeah, it get, 
Because Adam, I feel it in my gut. Adam, Adam, if it can happen there, it can happen it can anywhere. Happen. It's happening in Denver. It's on our doorstep. It's happening in Denver, but hear- the law doesn't allow me to talk about the United States on this podcast. Did you hear what, what happened in Arizona? No. Three weeks into legalizing marijuana, the governor c- called for a national, or excuse me, a state of emergency because they were out of weed. <sighs> state of emergency for marijuana in Arizona because they had no idea how many people would want to smoke it. That. They also voted for Trump. So let, let's just let yeah, you know. It yeah. lets you know the type of mentality we're dealing with here. I do feel like L.A. will be all right. Oh, yeah. We're fine because we have the capacity. We have the ability to grow it. Remember. Yeah, we have Humboldt it's County. Not, it's not the fact that it's legal in Arizona so they can just get it. It's still illegal to transport it across state lines. Right. It's not a federally traded substance. So we can't. I can't take marijuana from oregon and bring it to arizona because i want to sell it at my shop there it's impossible and i can't trans legally transport it across state lines so right but once you get it there yeah but whatever you want but again this is going to cause for the black market this is this is where things are going to get weird because now you can get it at dispensaries but the dispensary prices because supply is so low dispensary prices are going to go up now right. the black market, where they are transporting without federal regulation, now their prices are undercutting dispensary. It's going to get weird again. Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. But at least the prisons will still be filled. Oh, filled. they're going to fill them yeah. up so good. Yeah. They're going to find a way. They will. You know, nature finds a way. America. That's what I saw. I learned that in Jurassic Park. Shout out to yeah. Michael Crichton. Yeah. All right. Should we get the fuck out of here? Oh yeah, we talked to the people. What, do we have any more comments before we leave? Just so we could say goodbye to folks for tuning in. Let's Appreciate you guys see. for tuning in, listening to us Thank talk a bunch of bullshit. Sh- sh- oh, this is a lot. I have a racist Canadian cousin. Whoa, there it is. Oh yay! Hey, Ashley Best message retracted. What did you say? Uh oh, Ashley. What are you? Where are the Where are the codes? I don't know. Who do you work for? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a lot of con. Well, they're. I think they're just they're just they're having about, a conversation. It's hey, a place to hang out. Hey man, Pops I, I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone who tuned in today, watching us live stream. Uh, you guys are amazing. We love you all. Hopefully, we can come to your city soon and do shows. Hopefully, or if you ever visit Los Angeles, you can definitely crash on my futon. You know, what we I'm saying? have so many shows you can see in Los Angeles. We are constantly, unfortunately, we are constantly doing shows. I feel like on most nights in LA, you can see one of us probably at a show somewhere in LA. Yeah, most definitely. There's most between definitely. all of the different hosts. There's so many of us. We all do comedy. And, or you can just come watch us be sad in our homes. Like we want the company. You know? Yeah. Even if we're not doing a show, just come look at us. Or just come sit outside our homes. <laughs> Yeah, and, just make it weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe bring a boombox. I want to feel uh, romantic. Yeah, let's escalate Say anything this, this shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What do we <laughs> What do we have to plug? We got the next uh, Glendale show coming Uh-oh. up on... When does this go up? The, the next 27th. one? The 27th. Okay. This one goes up the 27th? E- no. Yes, this goes up on the 27th. Or the 20th. This 20th. goes up on the 20th or 21st, whichever 21st. Thursday. So the... the <laughs> The last Glendale Words. show just passed. <laughs> Come to the <laughs> next bad. Unpop show, October 6th. Get a load of... October 5th. Is it October 5th? October 5th, yeah. Okay. The Thursday. Yeah. We have the, the craziest lineup in the history of comedy show lineups. Uh, Jack Knight is oh, headlining. Wow. Oh, wow. Dave Waite. Uh-oh. Joe Dosh. 
Josh, Denny, wow. Anna Valenzuela. That's a party. Riley Silverman. Oh, my God. And it's got your boy in the booth. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. I'm hosting. That's going to be Actually, and I'm sorry, that it's a Wednesday show, so it's October 4th. You motherfucker. I've, I looked at the wrong calendar. I was looking at November, and I'm sorry. The I, first I, Wednesday in October. Hey, <laughs> October 4th, guys. That's a Wednesday. Glendale, Unpops comedy show at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Get your yeah. tickets if you're in town. Come through. Uh, it's going to be a good time. For me, if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, which we've already established as the 21st, wink, wink, uh, on Tuesday, uh, September 26th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv with Blame Social Media. That show is only five American dollars. Or if you get on the uh, guest, hit me for the guest list, you can get in for fucking free. Holy shit. At the shit. Hollywood Improv. Come hang out. And then I'll also be at the Purple Orchid in El Segundo on Wednesday, October 4th. So if you can't make it up to Glendale, but you're in the, uh, you know, the southern L.A. area. Maybe you lost your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you're, maybe you came to visit and you're staying at the airport, LAX. It's a smooth eight-minute drive down to beautiful El Segundo. There it is. And you can come to the Purple Orchid and hang out with me. Yeah. Cool. Have a good one. Possibilities are endless. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Goodbye, bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.